0: Let's welcome into the program, the man of many hats, says Atlanta United makes a serious run at a postseason spot, man who, uh, Hugh, last weekend got to, he he lived the sweet life. Baller, baller, ballerific. <laughs> he was in the baller suite. Mike Connie uh, joining us this morning. Hey, Mike. Mike.
1: What's, what's going on, guys? Good morning. Good
0: morning, good morning. So, with two games left for Atlanta United, where do they stand so far, Mike?
1: Well, they're ninth in the East. They're two points below the playoff line. The issue is that two of the, well, more than two, a, a bunch of the teams they're chasing have games in hand, which means uh, they they will play one or two more games than Atlanta United. Which means they have one or two more opportunities than Atlanta United to earn points. And Atlanta United's already in a trailing position, so. Look, Atlanta United's playing their best soccer of the season by far right now. They've played great. They've had, uh, you know, a great week where they are in seven of a possible nine points. They played Philadelphia to a draw. Philadelphia is, um, I think, pretty much unquestionably the best team in the league. It's a team that Atlanta lost to four-one a couple weeks ago. So you see improvement. All that's good, but. The math just looks really, really grim right now, guys. It looks like it's going to be too little too late unless two of the teams that Atlanta United is chasing in that four or five team group have pretty epic collapses, and that's possible, but it looks less and less likely after some of the results that happen across the league on Saturday and Sunday.
0: Uh, what is it that has sparked this revival among the five stripes late in the year?
1: I think continuity, John, I think they've stayed healthy. Uh, You know, they've had the luxury of four straight matches now where they've been able to deploy the same starting lineup. And that's really, really critical. Um, You know, not only to build continuity, but to build a little bit of chemistry as well. And injuries have been a major part of the story this year for Atlanta United. They've had horrendous luck with injuries, and it started very early in the year, and it continues, and it still continues today. I mean, they're still playing without Brad Guzan and Miles Robinson and Emerson Hyndman, among others. So I think just the fact, John, that they've been able to roll the same starting lineup a couple matches in a row now, and the fact that Tiago Almada has really blossomed into one of the best players in the league over the second half of the season, that's why you're seeing Atlanta United playing the best soccer they've played all year right now.
0: Morning show with John and you on Sports Radio 90 time. The game, Mike Connie, the man of many hats. Let's shift gears a little bit, Mike Conley. How about your nitty lines this weekend going down there in uh, Alabama take care of business?
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting anything like that. I, I thought we'd be very, very fortunate to win. Um, Auburn is clearly not the Auburn of, you know, four or five years ago. That That is a program that has really fallen on some hard times, but you know, I believe Penn state is the first big 10 team to ever win a game in that stadium. Um, And, you know, from the Penn state perspective, I mean, it's a program that expects to be competing nationally every year, but that's the first time Penn state has won in an sec stadium since 1990, I believe when they won in Alabama. So it's a big accomplishment for Penn state. Um, You guys know how I feel about the Nittany lions and, the leadership of that program and I, I always tend to temper my expectations when it comes to penn state because they and their head coach tend to let me down every year but so far so good uh i just hope they don't have a letdown against central michigan this week because um you know i, I feel like central michigan and the northwestern to follow it, it could be par for the course but a letdown game is coming but penn state can run the football better than they've been able to run the football in years and i would even argue they, as a team, have a better running game now than maybe they had in 2016 and 17 when Saquon Barkley was there.
0: You know, you might be uniquely qualified to answer this next question there, Mike, being a Penn State guy. Uh, we, you know, Jeff Collins obviously is on a you know a flaming, burning, lava-melting hot seat His at Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah, nuclear. That's a good word. Um, and so some of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tech places are starting to line up, you know, who, who potentially could be the next Tech coach. And one name that has yeah. surfaced that makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways is Bill O'Brien. You know, yes, he it does. Yeah, and he stepped into a quagmire at Penn State, the whole Joe Paterno thing. What is your impression of Bill O'Brien? Would he would he be a fit at tech?
1: Bill O'Brien can get a program turned around in a year. Uh, Bill O'Brien took a a Penn State program that I think was down to like forty five scholarship players in the wake of all the sanctions in the summer of 2012, and he won eight games with them, and if he had a kicker, they probably would have gone 10-2 and two and won their division in the Big Ten his first year. Um, you know, the thing about Bill O'Brien, and I, I know he has a reputation from his time with the Houston Texans, and he's not very highly thought of by NFL fans, but as far as a college coach is concerned, what Bill O'Brien does a masterful job of is evaluating the talent on his roster and game planning and scheming to fit the level of talent that he has. And I think from that standpoint, from a game plan standpoint, he can outcoach a lot of coaches in the Atlantic Coast Conference. The problem with Bill O'Brien is that he doesn't really enjoy doing a lot of the things that you have to do as a Power 5 college football coach which is shake hands with alumni, do fundraisers, uh, you know, make appearances at dinners all over the state, things like that. Bill O'Brien just wants to coach. He doesn't necessarily want to be a CEO. But from a coaching standpoint, boy, if Georgia Tech could bring Bill O'Brien back to the flats, and he was an assistant under George O'Leary, I, I think he could get that thing turned around very, very quickly. Is it going to achieve the level of buzz, though, John, that maybe Georgia Tech and some of their fans want to achieve. Um, You know, maybe they need to make a sexy hire to attract a little more attention and create a little more buzz on the flats. A sexy hire like, say, an Urban Meyer. Deion Sanders. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if Deion's realistic. Um, You know, I, I, I have always gotten the opinion that Deion... His next destination is going to be Florida State. And now, you know, Norvell seems to finally be getting things going there. They've had a pretty good start, so maybe that, that's off the table. But, but, John, to your point, I mean, yes, it, that type of hire. I don't know if Dion would come to Georgia Tech necessarily, but that type of hire might be what that program needs. If Georgia Tech wants to win nine games a year, hire Bill O'Brien. If Georgia Tech wants to fill that stadium every week, Hire Deion Sanders or Urban Meyer.
0: Morning show with John and Hugh. We're talking to Mike Kiney, the man of many hats. Uh, and uh, uh, Mike, just kind of looking ahead here, I want to go back to United. Uh, you're on the road at New England, so all you can do is all you can do, win these last couple of games. Yeah. Granted, they're going to be difficult when you're talking about New England and and uh, NYCFC. Can they go to New England and win in, in the fit that they're in right now?
1: Oh, absolutely they can go to New England and win. I think, in fact, they might even be favored to win in that match. New England... Really, really leaking oil down the stretch. Atlanta United playing very well. They have the confidence now knowing that they can get a road win. Uh, they played in a way more difficult atmosphere um, a week ago in Orlando than what they're going to face in New England. Again, remember, that's October 1st, so that's not this weekend. It's oh, next pardon weekend. me, yeah, it's next weekend. Absolutely they, yeah, absolutely, they can go to New England. And, John, you're right. That's all they can control right now. If they win at New England next Saturday, then they'll have to step back and wait and see what happens with uh, Columbus and with Miami and Cincinnati. And they're going to need some help in those matches to uh, to basically determine if they're going to have a chance on decision day. But all Atlanta United can do right now is control what's in front of them, and that starts by beating the Revolution.
0: All right, sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Do appreciate it, bub. you the man.
1: See you guys.